Whose baby is that? So there's a lot I need to explain. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJK Vaya. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors. We are the Neighbors Recap Podcast. We discuss episodes of the Aussie Soap. And we are at Australian pace. Only a couple of weeks ahead, the UK is picking up speed, and I am Vaya. We are in Melbourne's Pirate Net Studios. Uh, we are using Ned Willis's uh, Wi-Fi link at Harold's. That's why it can be patchy, but uh, I have the Pod Squad assembled, also known as CJ the Hot Mess Mum. It's Catherine Jones. Good evening. Hi everyone. And I have also known as at Remude on Twitter. It's Kate. Hi, everybody. And gosh, we are in a, it's just a time, isn't it? We are live streaming. This is Neighbours Unplugged. This is a more or less unedited live show format. We've been doing it most of September. This is what we're going to do. We are going to begin the episode with Patreon-only chat with the goss, and that is... Hang on, can I set the scene? It's Melbourne. Yeah, please. Yes, Kate. There's riots. There's lockdown. There's neo-Nazis taking a piss on the shrine. And who else do we see there? Okay, we need to start with Melbourne Council business. Sweetie, it's just business. Big week for us. Uh, Over on patreon.com slash neighbourspod, we have unleashed on one of Neighbours' own that has been snapped at far-right-wing riots in Melbourne. To give a to a clue, give a hint. Um, I'll just say rats with wings. <laughs> and in that same week, close to, on the same day as we had these riots, the earth opened up. And what what joy did this bring to us, Vaya? It really refreshed a lot of group chats, mm. and there was a tremor. I didn't feel it because I was chasing after my son down the hallway. It was a five point eight. Um, Richter earthquake, which sounded sounds impressive to me. It does, and Sydney apparently felt it, which I took offence to. Sorry if anyone in our chat is from Sydney, but I was like, no, no. <laughs> and then later on, it was downgraded, so it just basically it was like everything that's happened to Melbourne. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> My theory is that you didn't feel it because you have a concrete slab house. And that somebody else I spoke to didn't feel it either. Because your your vibrations are absorbed by your house. Every single window in my house was rattling because my house is on stumps, so it was all like. Um, I got we got a really beautiful message, an email, neighbourspod at gmail.com, from lovely Joe, just saying sending hugs to all and good vibes after, after reading all the Melbourne headlines, and just thanked us for doing the pod during all of this, and. We joke about that we are in pretty good, we're in a pretty good situation despite being the world's most locked down city. We just became crowned that. It was the right wing agitators that kind of got us down this week, more so than the lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the and the earthquake. Oh, no, no. The earthqu- earthquake brought us up again. But, Joe, like, thank you for your appreciation, for your note of appreciation. It was really lovely. 
you know, we can, we're pretty cynical about Melbourne, but we still love Melbourne so much. Like <laughs> we will fight tooth and nail for Melbourne, you know, and everyone's like, uh, most livable city, 230 days in lockdown. I'm like, yeah, we can lock down better than anyone. And you know what? That's because we care about each other. Mm-hmm. Melbourne for life. And we've got good takeaway coffee options. <laughs> we, ain't, we ain't skipping town to Queensland on the first flight tomorrow. Now, other news. Kate. Oh, yes. So um, Channel 5 have got approval from Ofcom um, to run a one-hour news show from 5.30, which bumps neighbours from 5.30 to 6pm. So that's a big time slot change for them. Thank you, Ofcom, which sounds like a Handmaid's Tale name. Yeah, it does. That's a good thing, right? Because more people, when people are returning to the office, because I had a chat with one of our listeners about there's people returning to the office in the UK, so um, they'll be home to watch it. It's a good thing, yeah? Well, I've never understood how the UK viewers actually watch Neighbours with, like, the afternoon slot and then the 5.30 slot because when I was in the office, I couldn't, I would get home at 6 o'clock anyway. Other council business that we need to thank someone who joined our Facebook group, our chat group, Neighbours Council, and that is Debbie who listens to the pod, home chilling and at work. And other, oh, CJ, you joined a special group this week. I joined, but I've got it on mute for important reasons. Oh, yes. So we have a new um, spoiler group who's been set up by Sarah in the council. So it is, the name has totally escaped me. I know it. It's Ceramic Crystal Ball. Yeah, which is an amazing name because it's like so many blended in together. Mm. I need to actually Perfect blended. Um, but it's a very restrained version of a spoiler group. So there there doesn't seem to be any wild, you know, comments where people are just like randomly saying something racist or something. So that's good. Yeah, there's no hate because the key detail, CJ, is it is a neighbors affiliated spoiler group because a few people were like, I like spoilers, but I hate all those no good <laughs> hate speech filled neighbors groups so they there's an offshoot group and i'm in it but it, yeah everyone's muted because i like to be fresh yeah. for the pod yeah i like i don't mind a spoiler so um although recording this way is harder because maybe people will know when i'm lying if if i wasn't doing a neighbors podcast yes i would be in the spoilers group but i can't i don't have the mental capacity to remember what i need to keep spoiler gotta keep it fresh yeah so any other business oh yes big one big one big one new credits new opening titles which is spoilery but it's been plastered all over socials who what's the first detail you noticed um so nicolette's back in them right i haven't actually seen them yeah i'm kind of useless you you can you're the only one who better talk through this (laughs) oh my god so nicolette after she was ousted unceremoniously when she left Back in with David and Aaron walking along the jetty with baby real Isla, baby Ryla. Mm. <laughs> and a couple of shots later, we have Toadie and the two kids and Melanie Pearson. Oh, excellent. I, and look, the kids just look so bloody depressed in the previous credits. Do they look happier now, Vaya? So much. They're fresh face. They've got a new wardrobe. They're swinging. Toadie's like swinging them by the arms and Melanie is too and they're all Aww. delighted and happy and it's a beautiful day. Yeah, John's being like John um, Hugo's being swung into the air. Yeah. <sighs> Scarlet looks like she's not looking into the depths of her soul, into the pond. It's really great. <laughs> um, and Leo's still there. 
so interesting that I thought I didn't know what they were doing there with the Leo and Nicolette switcheroo, but they're both there. What's going to happen long term? Because we we know, well, actually, this is a little bit spoilery, but we've seen on socials that Charlotte Chimes has been around and about doing different things. So Yeah, currently interstate and she's had to do two weeks of quarantine up there and will have to do two weeks of quarantine if she returns to Melbourne. So she's clearly not on a daily neighbour's schedule. My theory is that they're going to keep her maybe a bit step above Tim Collins, but like whenever they need a villain, they can just whip her in. Oh. That's what I think. I hope oh. they don't dead, dead mum her. We can't, we can't handle another bloody dead mum. No. No, I don't think so. But I, it does sound very neighbours to kill her. I mean, do you do you really, so do you think, Vaya, she could like move away and not be around often and just like pop in and pick up Isla? Yeah, back to Canberra. Maybe the boys will get um, full, what's the word, be, become the full-time carers of Isla and Nicolette will be based in Canberra and they'll do FIFO. Um, so that's the business. So she's doing business with you. We now need to step through one of the most monumental weeks in recent Neighbours times. It is the week commencing whatever last Monday was, the 20th of September 2021. Oh my God. Okay. The Friday before that, there was a cliffhanger. Thursday before that was the um, disappearance of baby Filer which we know is the changeling baby, fake Isla, nicked from the car during the fireworks display at the Shorts and Briefs Film Festival. Yeah. And Stranded at the drive-in. Yeah. <laughs> Phyla has already had the, the trauma that this poor child's going to have to go through that her body's going to remember. Basically, the boys had got their what they thought was their baby, what they think is a week after it was born rather than being there for the birth and, 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 you know, being with the baby from the beginning there. Um, and then they're finally getting to know this baby and it is abducted from the back of the car and they were just standing next to it, which is, I mean, it, yeah, I don't even feel like that's believable really. I mean, these things happen. Like people always say I turn my back for one minute. I feel okay. like with with fireworks – I would be keeping my eye on the baby just because they're probably going to wake up and be distressed at the sound of them, much like a dog or a cat. And also, like, how many times would have they been in a car? Like, they've only had the baby for a week. Like, remember how nerve-wracking it was, like, just even getting out of a car? Like, remember, like, the complex nature of, like, thinking, how am I going to buy petrol? Like, you get what I mean? Like, I can't imagine just easily getting out of the car and being like, oh, the baby will be fine. It's just fireworks. Why? Anyway, the all baby has been abducted. Yeah, and they've enlisted all of their Aaronsborough to get on a search mm. party. Not the cop because he's busy. No, no. Um, he literally slept He slept through a kidnapping. Another dark day. I must say, though, he was, from the moment that he woke up from his sex slumber, he was very efficient. Well, one of his big plans was... Let's ask people if they know someone in the <laughs> pictures. Cool idea, detective. Do you guys follow Vic Pohl on Facebook and mm. Twitter? No, but I've watched 22 seasons of SVU. They tweet out photos of um, potential criminals all the time. 
So that would have gone up on the Facebook and they would have gone, oh, she looks like that model. <laughs> she was on Next Top Model. <laughs> she even dresses like a model in the show, like big drapey fabrics. Like, But she is, isn't, isn't um, well, whatever, what is she actually called? Brittany. Brittany. Isn't she a, a model on the Wait, show? ask me again, Kate. Ask me again. Who is it again? What's her name again? It's Brittany, bitch. <laughs> it wasn't worth it. <laughs> um, no, I, it didn't say what her occupation was, but I could be corrected if I misheard something. She wasn't number one on my list of things I was focusing on. So, no, it was Harlow's idea to call everyone that was at the film festival and say, does anyone take a photo and, like, there's a baby in the background for some reason, which I actually think is not a bad idea. They did that on SVU, uh, not SVU, Law and Order Organised Crime. Elliot Stabler had um, saw his wife. Yeah, Yeah, he saw a couple taking a selfie where the car exploded and then he, like, got onto the Instagram location tag and then got the couple to send him the photo and he zoomed in and he could see who was triggering the bomb. So Harlow must have seen that episode. She's going, well, Elliot Stabler's um, just had this great idea. So she, she must have done that. And it did work. But, however, the photo, CJ, that turned up showed a lot. Yeah, so firstly we've got a couple of people posing next to the car like we're having the best night ever. And then you've got, and as you mentioned, Brittany looks like a model. It's like this, the angle was just like very, like a model shoot and she's kind of moving. But there's a like photo word for this when the photo like blurs the person in it. It's like there's movement in the photo and she's got this look on her face like, I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> they were, it's like they were doing a challenge for top model. Like, okay, we're selling the car. You're going to be in the background. The car's going to be in the foreground. Because why did those two people want the car taking up most of the shot? Well, a, yeah. one, it's poor framing. But she's she looks like a, an old-fashioned robber, like with a, a loot bag. She should be in like a stripy top with like a little <laughs> mask over her eyes. <laughs> yeah. And... We find out later that she had already got a car set up with, like, a car seat and everything. But, like, it does seem – yeah, I know. I thought thought of you, Kate. Did she get on one of your Facebook groups and find out how to install her her, her group? Hopefully she went to to hire for baby in Nidri and, and, like, just got the seat. Yeah, I hope so. Um, Hopefully she hired it because she didn't really know if she was going to be able to get her baby back. So paying for it would have been an outlay. Mm. And a detail we'll get to later, but – some people chained, hopped, hopped across the border with hopefully all their belongings if they're going to stay long-term. But anyway, we'll get to it. So they go through the photos and somebody finds this photo, which I thought was an amazing turn. Harlow's probably going to want to be a police officer soon, but she's going to want to be a detective straight away, not um, <laughs> not not a police officer. Tim suggests in the comments that maybe Harlow should go and work with John Wong, which I reckon I like that. Oh, yes. And John Wong, has he has he dropped down a peg for you, Kate, after he went through with Paul's deceit of pretending not to get the intel on Nick? Nah, he's still great. John Wong can do no wrong. <laughs> um, so everyone's out looking. They, get, they find the woman at the community centre 
and everybody's welcome. Thanks. Oh, which was excellent um, bloody detective work from Levi. I think he needs a promotion because they, they find her car outside the handy woman, which is an old blast from the past, <laughs> and something's buggered in the car, so she's had to escape on foot, leaving her bag behind in the boot. And, yeah, they're like, oh, well, where could she possibly go to here? I mean, there's only yeah. the liquor shop. He found a flyer, though. He found a flyer for antenatal classes at the community centre. And also, and he noticed that that car wasn't normally there, which is very perceptive for a police officer from Erinsborough. Turns out he just needed a good night's sleep to get his police detection skills in order. Amy's amazing body that did it, mm. she, yeah, recharged him. So they find Brittany, but she's like, well, this is my baby. You can't, I didn't kidnap. I was just reclaiming. Yeah, and they listen to her, which is wonderful. <laughs> Normally when somebody says a crime has happened to me or like I need help from police, they don't listen to them. So this was amazing. So I guess they did like a DNA test or did they not bother because everyone just accepted it was true when Nick, oh, oh. <laughs> no, it's okay. So someone arrives to validate the story. I thought it was really strange how when they rang up um, Darren and the hospital they said oh it's okay you just stay there until we've sorted this out rather than going how about you come down here to your baby straight away she's right here instead of no nah, guys just chill just chill we're gonna sort this out um yes we have the child uh gotta sort through some admin first <laughs> that was rough poor Aaron I really felt for Aaron CJ I, I did think though so basically they're all I can't imagine if I knew a baby that had been abducted really, I mean, I know I would want to think positively that they were going to be fine, but really what are the chances that the police are actually going to find this baby? Like we hear all the time when it's not, you know, they, they mention in there that it's normally about custody, which we know is not the right word, but anyway, um, neighbours. And what are the chances they're going to find the baby? Everyone did seem calmer than they should have, don't you think? I think that's what ultimately coloured why they weren't as de as devastated by what we're about to learn about this baby because I think they were going through so much despair thinking that something heinous had happened to her that when it, we, when it was revealed that actually she's okay but also your actual daughter is alive and well, that that coloured their how they received additional information. But what happens at the end of the episode is that everyone's standing around going, well, who's this Brittany? What's going on? And then, Kate, who walks in? Nicolette with her million-dollar baby. And a, a breastfeeding-friendly top question mark dress. This is my favourite part of the week really this dress which I, I got into because as I've mentioned before I'm a textile designer and this print she was wearing is called an OG print like O-G-E-E -E, google it people um, and they're difficult to design because they're like mirrored in on each other which means if you do curves which is because OG kind of indicates it's like an oniony kind of shape they can look very vulva-esque Whereas Nicolette's dress didn't look like a vulva, it looked like a uterus with like a birth canal and everything. And it was like placed on that dress like we're seeing her insides, like just saying to us, 
I've had a baby inside me and this is where it went. I think that was quite intentional on the part of the costume designer because uh, we know he's made very intentional choices before, particularly with Nicolette, like the baby shower dress. And lately in recent years, all the costumes at costume parties have been next level yeah, I think it was a, a deliberate choice. But, yeah, so she walks in in an outfit that just says birth mother, right? <laughs> Stake in a claim. And then Tuesday's episode, this is where we find out what the shit went down for the last couple of months. And Charlotte Chimes shared on a Facebook video by the socials team that she was given a 17-page monologue to learn for that Tuesday episode where she explains – the backstory, 17 pages. So she must have done that whole, it wasn't a voiceover, she must have done that whole scene in one take and then they intercut and all of the flashbacks over her narration. Looks great. That's impressive. Yeah, it was It was pretty, I mean, like we didn't know when this could happen. As, as, we, as we've mentioned on the podcast before, we knew that Nicolette would be back or like randomly in 20 years we'd have some girl coming back going, oh, I'm the real Lila, but this this payoff happened quicker than I thought. It makes me think we're even going to get even more to the story as time goes on. I see. When you say things like that, is that because you know because you're in our special spoilers group? No, it is not at all. <laughs> Whatever. Poker face. I was delighted to see Nick again and a lot of people were delighted to see the look on Paul's face as soon as she stepped in. The blood drained from his face and he was like, Every, everything's unravelling. <laughs> It was a watertight deal. Yeah. And he's like, but I told you to stay away. And she's like, but I never listened to you ever once, did I? So. And Kate, what did she do with the million dollars? It's revealed. Yeah. She gave the money to Brittany. So she's holding, she's standing there holding this baby and David does this ice cold delivery of who is that? Whose baby is that? And Nicola's like, I'm getting to it. All right. I've got a very big story to tell. (laughs) Everybody listen. And so it was David, Aaron, Chloe, Paul and Jane were all there. All Like we've got more people listening to this live stream but, you know, not that much many more. Like it was a big show she had <laughs> going. And she takes us through the flashbacks where she met Brittany at antenatal class. Perineal. That one time. Can you imagine giving your baby to someone after you met them once at a, like at a tear class? <laughs> oh that that that's now that is the strangest part tear class they're not a thing yeah I, jesus I, christ i've no. never been to a tear class you've had two children was there a tear class look i went to like i know vaya you went through a different pregnancy to cj and i um but yeah i went to all the birth classes before baby madge and that like there may have been a throwaway line to okay yeah you you're obstetrician may um you you may tear or your obstetrician may do a episiotomy that was it get the drugs it's not a big deal (laughs) also like i don't know my brain just exploded at that 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 is like clearly a man wrote this because it's so weird because not everyone tears anyway so everybody tears (laughs) sometimes so there was sometimes like, badge falls into two. This is real life. This happens to millions of people. The there is like a line or two. I had to read a lot of brochures because I didn't go to the classes, but I did do an online class. And there is a line or two about how you deal with that region to get it match fit for the big day. 
you know, there's some massaging you can do and there's a few techniques you could, but you're not going to work on them in a class at the community centre. Come on, everybody. (laughs) Get to work on them in the privacy of your ensuite. Lube up your fingers. And they probably did tear if they gave birth to those babies in that hotel room because unless they went to a hospital. I think they went to hospital, didn't they? Yeah, they must have. We just didn't get to see it. So she meets Brittany and it turns out that Brittany went out with fuckboy Leo in New York. Yeah, so when we 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 remember that day when Nicolette had just found out, inverted commas, about Chloe and Leo and she was walking in a very dazed state past the community centre and she'd already met Brittany previously and she runs into her. Brittany's crying because her ex has not not wanted to see her and then she talks about how she went in to see her ex and there was some girl sleeping on the couch his ex chloe and nicolette you know pieces these together and she's in a terrible frame of mind so they just they they go to canberra together and and that's an important detail cj because that cements what um the misinformation that uh nick gets from chloe when chloe's like i slept with leo instead of going I was possibly sexually assaulted while I was drunk um, and doesn't backpedal and correct. And so um, uh, Nick has the confirmation from Montana Cox saying, you know, he was with his ex-girlfriend. So that solidifies to her that Chloe was doing the dirty on her. I mean, his ex-girlfriend could have been to rage as well. <sighs> Wouldn't that been, have been a spicy meatball? Oh, yeah. And, poor, and, you know, later on she sees direct. Imagine being like, oh, it was you. <laughs> hey, thanks for letting me stay here. Back um, when they were trying to identify her, remember Roxy just had just remembered that she'd seen her when she was looking at all that, like, terrible um, footage, the CCTV footage from the winery. Oh, God, that was a shoehorn, wasn't it? She was out of the, like, bloody handmaid's tail with her, her pregnancy cape on. <laughs> It really was. She was wearing like a throw rug. And I thought, what I thought they were going to do. So they've shoehorned in this footage that had to be why um, Roxy ended up recognising Brittany from the winery time lapse. It wasn't worth it. This story wasn't worth it. Also, the holes in that story are why didn't Jane see this woman when she was scrolling through the foot? Not Jane. Why didn't Nicolette, who was editing Jane's footage, and notice the timestamps on the cars. Why didn't she notice Brittany, Brittany there? She would have. She watched more footage than Roxy did. It's a really good point. Thank you. And the other thing that I was going to point out is what they could have just done to tie it back to Roxy, who's friends with Leo, is she's like, oh, this woman looks familiar, this woman looks familiar, open up Instagram and go, oh, she was tagged on Instagram six months ago. She was going out with Leo. Bang, Bob's your uncle, no weird footage, no weird pigeon movie, no more pigeons on Ramsey Street. No. I hope we're not going to see many pigeons again. Um, But do they ever give Roxy any agency like that? Like, you know, that would just be, that would show that Roxy is competent, which we all know she is, but they (laughs) they never let her be competent. Um, So there's this moment where the big bombshell like we kind of knew there was a bit of a switcheroo, but the big bombshell was that when Leo walks in and it's like, hey, guys, he walks in like Poochie from The Simpsons, like, hey, Mrs. S, what's going on? What's been going on here? And then they all turn to look at him and 
they tell him, guess what? You're a dad because this girl you broke up with in New York is here and Nicolette gave her baby to us. It's like, what? Um, Yeah, and Olivia says in our chat, then Nicolette would have had to start the whole story again. She's like, mate, I did some of my best work, 17 pages, front and back. Phil, um, Phil started asking uh, me imagine. on Thursday to explain what had happened and I started and then I was just like, just wait for the podcast. I can't do this. There's been too much um, happening this week. KB asked me and I just put the episode on again for him. I'm like, here you go. <laughs> CJ? Do you remember um, when Millsy's mum wanted to buy the boys a baby? Mm-hmm. How much do you think she was going to pay for it? I reckon she wouldn't have gone over five, uh, maybe 100 k Oh, this is a bargain for a whole child. Um, I have got like a yeah, so Ukrainian baby or something. Mm, for sure. But, yeah, it's pretty exciting for Paul because basically he got two grandchildren for that million dollars. Uh, yep, barg. Mm. Um, I mean, he re- legally really owns one if you're mm. going to be getting down to brass tacks. The other oh, that, that was a grandfather of four. G-Dad to the power of four. G-Dad. <laughs> the... The other important detail, which is probably one of the most questionable details, is Nicolette says Brittany had her baby first, baby Abigail, we find out, and she went immediately into a state of postnatal depression, a very real issue. Um, That's one of the things that does get drilled into mums-to-be in all the classes, in all the literature, like here are the hotlines, here's who to call 24 hours a day call these people panda like the the association just get on it all your maternal health people ask you about it and she fell into this case of postnatal depression nicolette recognized it because she's a nurse but unlike any nurse i've ever met nicolette's advice was you know what would cure this removing the baby from your life we should sell it In her defence, she had also just given birth because little Isla arrived. She was probably a bit fragile and then Paul rocks up with his blank check. Firstly, she doesn't know anything about postnatal depression because she only went to the tear class. <laughs> so she only thing she knows how to do is to look after her hoo-ha after the baby's <laughs> born. So, um, you know, anyway, so Nicolette, one thing you say, Nicolette is unlike any other nurse with the advice that she gives. I just really think she was just like, I've just had a baby and, like, I can't deal with this other woman's shit right now. Like, I, just, I can't. I can't. I, yeah. True. Look, I just hope that Nicolette never, ever goes back to nursing because she's she's mm. really dropped the ball here. Yeah. I thought she really had a knack for it and now I'm taking all of that back. This is no good, Nicolette. No good. Yeah. So in that moment, she makes the decision. Well, Paul said he wants a baby. He didn't say which baby. Should I iron out that contract? I'm taking out. Hey, it's his grandkid. Yeah. Giving Paul his grandchild, it's a different one, and suddenly Darren are given their niece to care for as their own and they bond with her and this is a bit that will be so tragic but we'll get to it. And then and then Brittany bounces back at some point and I guess, I guess it's expressing breast milk because she can breastfeed again. Six weeks later? No, she's she's been she, – look, all right, breastfeeding. Take it away, Kate. Poor um, Brittany. She's, she obviously hasn't breastfed in, what, a month or so, and, yeah, she's struggling now, and I think her milk must have dried up to a, a degree. And, 
it's not the sitting outside Harold's in one of those uncomfortable chairs um, where every single passerby is watching you and your crying baby is, is not the right place to start trying to breastfeed your baby again. And then um, Leo comes in and you know, somehow puts his foot in it by saying, oh, you know, I've rung up this nanny service and they can come right here right now so you can get some sleep. And I'm like, first of all, look, she just wants you to look after your own fucking baby here, Leo. She doesn't, that's, she can go and nap while you're, uh, you know, while you're looking after your child. But also he made the other faux pas, he, he made the other faux pas by saying the B word to a, uh, a woman who's struggling with her breastfeeding. It's like, we'll just get a bottle. David and Aaron gave her a bottle for for weeks. It's like, yes, it's a very viable alternative and it's you just got to feed the baby. Number, step one, feed the baby however you can. But if someone's in that moment struggling to get it happening and they're very anxious about it, then bringing that up in that moment is going to set them off and freak them out that they can't perform. Now, the night nannies did have a great idea, which was get a lactation consultant for her because that is the key to her breastfeeding success. If she gets someone in who's like, okay, what you got to do, stick your baby on the breast for, you know, 20 hours of the day and that's how you're going to get your milk back in and we'll put you on, uh, we'll put you on some drugs. You can pump as well. This is, we're going to get the, the, the milk factory working again. Mm -hmm. That's going to give her success. But in the meantime, yes, they will have to supplement feed with formula because otherwise that poor baby is going to um, starve and dehydrate. And she, seemed, she seemed to keep uh, a Abigail nourished in the 24 hours that she was missing or 12 hours. Like, so she, it seemed to have happened on and off. So maybe she was expressing by hand, like maybe it was just something she was doing in the shower, just I don't know what, to what state she was in. But uh, Avery in our chat has brought up the term douche canoe to describe Leo. And let's take a moment to talk about how this came about because of Leo, this scenario. CJ, he's in New York living his best life, mm -hmm. isn't he? Yeah, and I guess he's getting out to the clubs. This is before COVID times wasn't it like when he met her mm, yeah we we get the presumption that they were together for a few months um they had problems it wasn't a one night stand like they dated they've had some problems they you know just they weren't a good fit I guess would be the best way to say it and he we also get the assumption he says Leo when he came back to Aaron's bed he said I had a couple of girls on the go but like nothing serious <laughs> um so this is one of those girls <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. and she didn't tell him that she was pregnant because she wanted to tell him in person and she kept calling him and he kept avoiding her because he was like, ugh, you. And he's, he said, if you'd sent me a message and said you were pregnant, I would have gone to bed. <sighs> what if you don't act like a fuck boy and just pick up the phone and say, it's not working out for me, Soz? She needs to get down to the Aaron's Burroughs little library and pick up the well, well thumbed. Um, he's just not that into you book. Yeah, she does. Doctor Kathy has arrived in the chat, and um, <laughs> just got <She's>, here. Yeah, <laughs> she'd like to know: Is the baby Leo's? Yes. yes. Kathy listens to us before watching Neighbours, which is one of my favorite brand of listener. Uh, this is the week you should probably watch because it's just it's it's a lot to explain this week. Wow. Watch from Monday, Monday to Thursday. Get in it. Thursday, Thursday you could probably leave. <laughs> a lot of Hendrix flying off the rails, but um, getting on the pins. Yeah, Leo broke it off with this gal, and he she he wasn't taking her calls 
and she didn't want to tell him on a voicemail or message that she was preg, which fair enough. But um, but, um, and Avery brings up, surely you'd text at some point. At some point, shouldn't you just send a, I really need to talk to you. Please call me back. It's important. It's a medical issue. Yeah. <laughs> you've got, you've got, <laughs> you've got rocks in your nuts. Yeah. Um, Jenny in our chat said exactly what I was thinking in my brain, but did not say text the pregnant emoji. Um, and she comes back from New York. Uh, amazing how she got back here when there's no flights and thought, okay, well, I'm going to tell him in person and goes to the winery to confront him. And that's when she sees Chloe and da, 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 da. And I still don't know why she didn't tell him at that point. And, and she calls Leo, right? And he, cause he lies to her. He says he's back on with his ex to get rid of her. Yes. Oh, so he, is that the point where she answers, he answers? Yeah, I think either just before, I think after the winery, I guess, mm. or like around that time frame, she rings him, he answers the phone, probably because it's an Australian number and he doesn't think it's her. <laughs> and then um, he says, oh, I'm back with my ex, Chloe. Things are amazing. F off, basically. Oh, so... Robinson man. My new yeah. favourite Robinson is Rob Rob. He's gone straight to the top of the list. Rub, rub forever. Oh, no. David. Nah. nah. Oh, Cam Rob nope. was just died unbesmirched, didn't he? Yeah, but yeah, but he's dead. <laughs> he currently do. He can't do much. But David is in this lineup of people that Nicolette is telling brand new information to. Like, and so then Paul offered me a million dollars to buy a baby and so I just gave him one. And now you that's, that's your niece and this is Isla. And Aaron flips, but not as much as I thought Aaron and David would flip out that they were raising a different baby. I think they must have still been shell-shocked from the kidnapping. Oh, 100%. 100%. And and he loved Phyla as well. Like I don't think you'd be able to switch that off straight away and go straight to the betrayal. I think you'd be like, but, you know, in my heart, this is still my child. I actually, I'm going to tear up right now, but the fa- thinking – the bond you have in, in five or six weeks, like, the, it's just the fact that they thought that was their baby and then they started missing her when they, she went over to stay at Taraja's house and they were like, can we go see if she's okay? Oh, that broke my heart. Yeah, and that, rem- that was the bunny. Yeah, remember the bunny, how they were like, we know how she sleeps. Like, we, they know things about her. And that scene where Aaron's packing up her like bunny rugs and things and onesies and Chloe's like, don't you want to keep any of this? And he's like, well, this is all Abigail's stuff. Oh. Give her the creepy lamp too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're like, do you want (laughs) some of this stuff isn't even baby stuff. Yeah, we're going to have a clean out. (laughs) Got any T-shirts you don't want anymore? (laughs) Oh, that was really hard. Um. And then they do go over there. David goes over there with the bunny and Brittany's like, okay, bye. Yeah, it's pretty heartless from her. But, you know, she's gone through her own issues and didn't need to take on anyone else's shit. So, Silver lining is at least at least they were caring for a family member. Yeah. It's not someone that's completely not connected to them in any way. Like you've the, – at the very least, the silver lining is you have a very strong bond with your little niece. Yeah, yeah. and um, – 
and Leo gave his daughter some crap-ass generic present that someone else chose. Oh, yeah, the cake, because he came around to meet her. When he had a cold. Yeah. Oh, oh. Mm. terrible person. Oh. Awful person. Um, and imagine this story in a few years ago. There's actually a TikTok trend where they're like, tell, tell, you, tell me like the biggest gossip in your family that you found out later on. Imagine yeah. Phyla or Abigail <laughs> being like, well, for the first six weeks of my life. But, yeah, it's just it's really heartbreaking and they can't move forward. Like, But also it's not like they can just invest all their energy in Isla because that Isla is bound up with Nicolette and all of these other issues that they need to address because Nicolette didn't do what she said she was going to. Yeah, yeah. and I think we'll talk about that more in next week's ep because then I think the living arrangement's been questioned, like do you want to live with us and we'll sort that out. We'll go into that more next week. But there's still some more unpicking to do with this revelation because we have Jane's reaction that Paul lied to her and um, we have Chloe's reaction who is pretty chill. That She's like, I still want Nicolette. I'm okay with the fact that she's handing over other people's babies. Don't even worry about it. And But the best reaction of them all is to rage Willis's reaction to her husband <sighs> getting in on the baby trade, CJ. So over the week, it becomes more and more apparent that Paul has done very bad things. So we know that he gave money. And I said early on in this process, why didn't he just say, Nicolette told me she wouldn't give me the baby unless I gave her money, so I gave her money? Because everyone would have said, you're an amazing knight that you went and paid all this money, right? (laughs) Anyway, he didn't. He chose the wrong lies. So we find out about the money. We find out that he told her not to come back. We find out that he told her not to speak to Jane or her loved ones in Erinsborough again. We find out... Then the nail in the coffin is that he arranged for Jesse, Jesse to disappear. Can I can I interrupt here? Okay. As I said in our chat for thread, mm-hmm. who the effing f gives a flying f about Jesse? <laughs> Margot Robbie, and that is all. Sorry, CJ. And I've got an answer for you, Therese. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, like he became Josh two and. She starts to explain that to Paul. And she's like, I connected with him and I was starting to resolve my issues with losing Josh. And Paul just looks her dead in the eyes and goes, Josh is dead. Oh, and he's not wrong. Like, seriously, (laughs) Jesse is not an emotional support animal. Like, seriously, (laughs) Therese, he needed to move on because you were losing the plot here. That was cold, man. That was cold. No, I'm with Paul on this. Josh yeah. is dead. Sort it out. Don't latch on to this weirdo guy who's Reese the son of the woman who killed Josh. Like, just, okay. Oh, All right. Yes, the lies are a bad thing for their relationship. Yeah. It was weird that that was the straw that broke the camel's back and not you You just bought your hmm, grandchild. After, after everything is done. And so Therese kicks him out. Oh, that's the long and the short of it. And she Carlo says, you saying, disgust me. You disgust me. And he's in denial because he goes to Lassiter's and... And it's back. We're back in the penthouse. Yes. Do you know what else is back? Ding, ding, the tram. Oh. Really? That's not nearly as exciting. We haven't seen the penthouse in years. 
And it was it was remarked upon by Chloe. She's just like, oh, it's been a while since I've been here. We haven't um, been there since like Cassius days, right? I don't know. But Chloe was saying to Paul, hey, um, this is a big change, big adjustment for you. And Paul's like, well, what? I'm going to be home in a couple of days. She's like, are you, mate? Are you going to be home? <laughs> so Paul's in complete denial. He's like, whatever, I've done worse than this and I'll do worse again. <laughs> she loves me. She said so. Yeah. She promised me in front of Elvis. Because <laughs> I've killed people and nobody seems to remember that. Well, actually, Georgie pointed out that Chloe did live there for a while with Pierce in the penthouse, oh, which I can't remember either. I can't remember. So that was amazing. To rage a rage like I've never seen in the nearly seven years since we've known her. Ultimate to rage rage. What about, question, I don't know who wants to take this, but what did you make of Harlow's reaction? Because she was sort of pissed off but sort of not. She was shut off about Jesse, like that he was her emotional support animal as well. And because she didn't get the, the quill deal. The hotel deal was her baby. God, that's awful. <laughs> um, I think she's really hedging her bet. She should have walked into Darren and been like, I know how you feel, guys, because I've lost my baby. It was a management project. <laughs> I was going to do special projects. <laughs> cracks me up. She's back in the old French maid's outfit again. Like how does this hotel, I don't know, is it is it three and a half stars? Because I feel like you, if you were checking in there, you'd go, is this a hotel or is this a brothel? I'm not 100% sure here. Is the hours, are the rooms by the hour or the night? Hang on a minute. Amy redesigned those French maid outfits. Yeah. She's meant to be wearing a blouse. Mm. She is. She's meant to be wearing an airline hostess's oh. outfit. Um. So, but I think she's hedging her bets because with Paul out of the house, eventually it's going to be weird. This is not Toadie's house where people can just live there past their use-by day. But so, Ned lives there. Yeah, <laughs> he hated true. to rage when she was her, his actual stepmother. <laughs> Very weird. But also I think Carla will go and live in the penthouse because I think the penthouse is connected to evil Paul. So now that he's there, he's going back to evil Paul. You're absolutely right. Yes. And she's going to love it. She's going to have that because there's that spare room. Someone knocked down doors and put extra bedrooms in there. Mm. Yeah, because they gave the twins. Yeah. Turns out the penthouse was, there was actually two penthouses, but only Paul's had direct lift access. And I don't know how anyone else ever got into the other half of the penthouse. <laughs> Remember that was my logic flaw back in the day. It's like in The Sims where you just drew an extra wall and then the Sim can't get into the other. Anyway, um, I'm going loopy. So what I think a few things we'll say for next time is the bonding issues with the baby and the and the fact that also Nicolette is both Nicolette and Paul and I was quite gleeful. I was team Nicolette because if you take away the tragic baby swapping of it all, it was quite hilarious that Nick one-upped Paul with his evil scheme by just simply handing him a different baby than the one he mm. thought he was getting. And he's never been outsmarted like this before. No. Buyer beware, marketing law. I'm, mm. Paul's got a case. <laughs> the old caveat, in, in, yeah, in Paul. The Now, one interesting thing that Nicolette said was that I'm not going to stick to the agreement we had before. We've got to renegotiate this. So... Sorry, guys. Should have stuck with the old Canadian surrogate, you fools. Should have gone to Canada. 
So we'll leave that there and we'll come back to Hendrix's, uh, Hendrix's sack next week, um, SAC, School Assessment. I don't know what that stands for, but it's sack. Um, we'll talk about that next week. Um, we need to do Citizen or Citizen of the Week. God. Oh, that's the only thing I was going to say before Citizen Citizen. No one is showing any remorse or regret for any part of their plans. None of it. It's like they're politicians because they think if they concede that they've done something wrong, that they'll be voted out of office or something. Because Paul, he he doesn't regret not Jane does an amazing breakdown at him. She's like, "Why didn't you call me? My daughter was struggling. We knew you knew we were looking for her." And then she slaps him. Oh, that was that was great. That's that's one of the iconic neighbors moments from now on. I reckon that slap. Jane is becoming the slapper, like literal. She's like going around giving people backhanders, and it's amazing. yeah, love it, love it. Only to the most deserving people, though. Yeah. And he doesn't express regret about that. He's like, "Yeah, whatever." I just had to do it. It was for my family. Yeah. And as he says to Therese, like, this baby is alive and needed us and I had to just do everything that I had to and Jesse's not your son, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah. no, but nothing else. He's like, everything else is fine. Every, all, all of my plan was fine. And Nicolette is like, well, I was freaking out and Paul was like, here's a million dollars. What did you want me to do? And I'm actually quite shocked that the woman we know who kept a dead man scratchy did not even pocket 50K for herself out of that million. Well, we don't know that, do we? Maybe she told um, Brittany that it was um, only for 500K. Maybe she told her it was only 100K. Because we also get Paul and Nicolette giving each version of the spray they gave he gave Nicolette, which was, to me, one of the most heinous moments was when he was bullying her. Oh, um, uh, see, I've moved on from that now. I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> Babies have been swapped since then. Yeah, yeah, like Nicolette has objectively done something much worse now. Oh, you know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see the Tanaka twins, their um, Aaron, not Chloe, Nick, Montana, and all live in a house together and, like, raise the babies for a bit and, like, everyone kind of just get their shiz together, you know? Do you reckon there's bl- bad blood now between Nicolette and Brittany? No, I don't think so because I think Nicolette probably, uh, while she was terrible in that moment for suggesting this, I think she probably feels absolutely ridiculous for having done it. Um, And also she comes to see um, Brittany in the hospital and she seems pretty good about her. I was going to say as well, though, that um, Nicolette doesn't feel bad and ridiculous. She's like, I wanted to keep my baby, so too bad. (laughs) <laughs> so I did. And and she's very open with it. She's like, you know, I thought I was going to be able to, you know, be the cool aunt. That was her plan. And then she was like, but things are different now. I've met she's the baby. She's caught feels. Yeah. Uh, let's do Citizen and Citizen of the Week. Uh, I'm going to do, I'm going to go first because I have to do Citizen Paul. For, not for all the stuff you've done, but for all the stuff you refuse to budge on and not own any of it, none of it, not a thing, not even saying I'm sorry I robbed you of knowing your daughter existed for five hours while I schlepped her down from Canberra, nothing. He said I'll do it all again. I feel um, Paul is on a slide now. You know how his life is basically a sine curve of ups and downs and he's been kind of kind of slowly falling a bit now with losing, you know, being like 
pretty hard up for cash. But after that slap from Jane, <laughs> he was, I saw that crestfallen look on his face that I last saw when he was wearing a beanie when he had fake cancer. Mm. Or what other headwear, CJ, that he enjoys? Oh, the hat. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't checked his phone case. Because he, you know, his power phone case. I don't, I don't know if we've seen that, but I, I think you're right, Kate. I think we're in a different time zone for him. Uh, so who's your citizen or citizen, Kate? Um, we'll look, it's it's difficult. Look, I'm actually I'm going to give a citizen to um, Brittany. <gasps> Great. She's promoting breastfeeding on this show, which I feel has been something that has been lacking in the past. So well done, Brittany. Promoting it after six weeks off too. Yeah. No, that is that is bloody doing the hard yards when it comes to breastfeeding and I wish her every success and I actually hope that they make her, well, they let her succeed at this. Um, Nicolette's breastfeeding as well and co-sleeping, doesn't, but doesn't even need any kind of co-sleeping bassinet, just doesn't travel with any supplies, just pops her straight into bed with her. Hats off to Nicolette's um, second amazing breastfeeding outfit, which was actually just a, a backless jumper. So I don't know whether she just kind of like grabs it, just stretches it around, pops the baby in the football hole, and then just pops it back around and then just has, you know, just kind of hopes that it, every, all the elastic goes back in place. You, re- you remember the uh, alley cold shoulder? This is the, the cold spine. <laughs> You'd want to be wearing a puffer jacket with that thing. CJ, do you have one? Um, I am going to give Citizen for Harlow for suggesting to look at those photos. (gasps) Okay, yeah, yeah. For doing Levi's job while he was having a post-coital snooze for 12 hours. Gosh, Amy, what did you do to that man? As Kate said, she just refreshed him. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like it, she look, like, she was like the lightning Porsche, and he was the lightning. <laughs> he was the lightning adapter. Amazing, and the cable wasn't broken. Well, uh, thank you to the, for this marathon. Thank you to our uh, people in the our audience, beautiful audience in the comments, in the chat, helping us with tech support, chatting through the plots with us. Um, and coming back week after week for, yeah, a couple of weeks now. Thank you for, to everyone for persevering with us tonight. CJ, have a great week. Thank you, everyone. It's been nice um, to do these live pods. And, you know, I'm I'm here for Evil Paul being back. Kate. Thank you. Lovely to chat with you, ladies. And I have a, a lovely uh, outro song for us. Uh, Dan Warner, who composed our opener, and is the singer of it, danwarner.com.au, Dan Warner Music on Instagram. He posts beautiful photos from regional Victoria, kind of. I think it's out of suburban slash regional Victoria. Lovely landscapes. And he has been providing us with our unplugged outros. And this time he suggested a song called, oh, I don't even remember the title because I've never heard of this song. It was his idea. It was a sh- shaman's. Shaman scandal on the family. but. Uh, I suggested a few little tweaks, so we've tweaked it and we're going to go out on it. Dan Warner, thank you, gang. Chat to you next time. Bye. In Erinsborough lived a family with much confusion, as you will see. There was a boo-boo and his boo and a pop-up paw. The boos got married.
But they wanted it all Found a baby mama That suited them nice Went to the papa To ask his advice Papa said son I have to say no She's your husband's sister's girlfriend And your mama don't know Oh whoa Is me Shame and scandal in the family